Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 122. John and Wendy talk to Sarah Morgan. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. John, are you tired yet? <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, I'm always tired, but it's, it's with great energy this time around. This um, is our last episode with Paycor yep. for sponsoring the month. And we have been so incredibly fortunate to be working with them. We're going to be talking about several different things now, Wendy, before we get to Sarah. So everybody hang in, strap in, because this is a little bit longer than most of our opens. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. We talked about, do we even do this as a separate podcast? Mm -hmm. Not quite that much. And I want people to, to have it tied in here. With not being at the Sherm National Conference in San Diego, it allowed us and presented some opportunities with Paycor to do some other things. And so it is in this window right at the end of the month, right when the conference would be happening, Mm -hmm. that we're doing it. We're going to talk about each thing briefly, but to give everybody an idea where we are, the the first off is what we've been talking about for a while, (laughs) Sunday the 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. It is the return of the Not at Sherm chat. Yes. It's it's wild. I can't believe that uh, we're on year three. Of it popped up in in my memories and had to go. Wow, there it was. Lit it, it up. It's, <laughs> it's very hard to believe. We are not only going to be working with Paycor or co-hosting with Paycor, but our friend Jennifer McClure is also going to be co-hosting yes. that chat. We're going to have a lot of the conversation that we typically have had about the Not at Sherm events, where we talk about what you're missing and who you're missing and what do you hope to gain out of some of the things that are going on. Paycor's got a lot of things going on, hint, hint, that that I think kind of help fill those gaps. One of the most fun things, though, I think to come out of this is that just like last year where we had a cocktail at a booth, mm-hmm. that was the plan this year originally. Didn't work out that way, but we do have a cocktail available for you to make. Mm-hmm. Leaded or unleaded, as I like to call it. You <laughs> pick your poison. But we are celebrating Paycor and their company colors with an orange swizzle. I am excited to try it. I, I'm, you know, I, you guys know me, I'm not much for the mixed drinks, usually kind of stick with the wine and beer, but I'm excited for this. So we'll, you know, we'll get those recipes out and maybe encourage some pre-trials. <laughs> the recipes will be available by the time this is out. Yep. Uh, we'll have links in the notes to get to those recipes too, but please come on the 28th. Yes. Show all of us, show Paycor, show Jennifer. We really want a huge turnout for this one. Yeah. This is really special for us for a multitude of reasons. And as I've said from the beginning, you don't have anywhere else to be on no. June 28th <laughs> at 7 p.m. Christopher Kurtz, I believe, is the only person who has an excuse. It is his birthday. And we, we freely allow yeah. him to go do other things. But seriously, know. folks, this one's going to be an absolute blast. It'll be a lot of fun. It's a lot of memories. It's a lot of new conversations, too. So really, really look mm-hmm. forward to to seeing you there. Yes, for sure. Monday, the 29th, you had this idea that you mentioned. I loved it. We talked to some other people. They loved it. Explain to everybody what we are doing on the 29th that is new for at least you and me to be doing. Copycatting what we did off of Work Human, you know. Um, so Anna and I were supposed to be at Work Human having a great, awesome panel discussion. And unfortunately, Work Human um, postponed to 2021. I said, I don't want to wait that long to have the conversation. So we recorded that panel conversation with the awesome women. And then we had a watch party. 
it was a lot of fun. It was a blast to get everybody um, on Twitter. We watched the, watched it together. So we put the link out on YouTube, made it live at the right time so that no one could get a sneak peek. But you could also watch at your own pace. I think someone mentioned that they paused it every once in a while to write something down. And so you, you do get a little bit of that. But you also have all of the panelists on Twitter at the same time. So you can ask questions, you can interact with them. And I think that gives it gives it a little bit more than just a webinar, um, you know, giving you that that little bit of extra. So we are going to be recording with three top speakers from Sherm. These folks always get a full house. And when we reached out, you know, we kind of put it out on Twitter and said, you know, who are you miss going to miss? And these three names come up, came up. So we are excited that we're going to record with Steve Brown, Melanie Peacock, and Tracy Sponnenberg. And we're going to talk about conferences and presenting and what they're missing and all sorts of fun stuff. So I'm so excited to record. <laughs> I'm so excited to get to actually do it. We haven't done that yet. And then share it with everybody because, um, you know, th there's something about seeing the people speak, um, even though I have a hard time watching myself sometimes. But it was it was a lot of fun, and I think we're going to have just as much fun with this one, and maybe it'll turn into a regular thing. Who knows? I'm really excited about it. I know when I had a chance to talk to the panel, they were all very excited, too. These are folks that everyone that listens to the show know, mm -hmm. respect. And when we said, who, who are you missing? These are the three names we got more than anyone else. Yep. And that's one of the reasons that we're, we're partnering with them here. So yeah, it's different for us. I'm excited yep. about it too, Wendy, because I just, you know, me and Twitter and you yeah. and Twitter, I mean, it'll be just another <laughs> opportunity to be on Twitter, but join us. So that will be yep. uh, Monday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You'll need to contact us to get the link to the video, right, yep. Wendy? We're, yep. we'll put, uh, so contact us, get on that list. Mm -hmm. We'll send out the link and then we'll have the conversation. For those of you that missed that particular session, the podcast, we were going to put it out as a podcast the yep. first week of July. So if you miss the the screening or if you don't use YouTube or, hey, I want to hear it as a podcast. I don't want to look at your smiling faces <laughs> in uh, early July. We'll have that show out as an, on, on the platform for everybody to see, too. And, and the video will stay live. Um, on YouTube afterwards. So if you miss the miss the live cast together and you want to still watch it, you have that opportunity. That, I think that's kind of the nice thing about the social media, the social media <laughs> um, about this is there's no missing. Um, you, you, you can watch it eventually. You can see it eventually. So uh, I'm excited that we have the technology to do that. Well, that's Monday. That's Monday. Now we got more. <laughs> Tuesday, I, Tuesday, I think, is at least in theory, Wendy, is the last official part of this whole decor right. experience. Uh, we we do have an episode coming out with them separately. Yep. Uh, we'll be talking to Karen Crone, their CHRO, uh, about the company and, and what they're doing, cool stuff they're doing in their space. But we are going to be doing a webinar with Paycor, with Jennifer McClure, and our friend Joey Price on Tuesday, the 30th, at 2 p.m. Eastern. And that is going to be post-COVID, reimagining the future of work. It'll be a very interesting conversation. I think Jennifer is going to be leading a lot of it. And I, yeah. and I really am looking forward to talking about, you know, look, we've had so many conversations, you and I personally, but right. also in the chats and, and with our peers 
and on the show, we've talked about where are we and how, how are we doing? Where are we going? Mm-hmm. I think this will be a, a nice way to kind of cap off all this experience. Now, I will tell you that that for those of you looking, Paycor is calling it Missing Sherm 20. That is the hashtag they yep. use. So we'll use that for those events. We're still using not at Sherm 20 for the chats. Yep. But but check out if you're available or interested, can sign up at the Paycor site. We'll have a link in the show notes mm-hmm. to sign up for the event. But yeah, like I said, I think that's just going to kind of cap off several days of great fun for us. And then you can ask me if I'm tired after that. Fair enough? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, it's just there's there's so much going on. And I love that we're still able to do it, even if we can't be in person. Um, so I, I hope that that you guys um, join us for for these three events. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I really do hope that we can continue doing a lot of this stuff, even once we're able to get together in person, because that's what our community is. You know, it's it's sharing and, and getting getting us together, whether in person or virtually. And we just need to continue doing that. You know, we will, or we will be, we We will will. make ourselves available. (laughs) Yeah. We have spent a great deal of time since things started shutting down to engage in a lot of different ways. We want to continue doing that because while it is a lot of work, sometimes it's a great amount of fun. Yeah. And we did a podcast with Lori Ruderman lately, and she asked about, does it lift us up? And absolutely. I mean, just seeing seeing the outpouring of support for us and what we're doing and to be able to work with sponsors like Paycor because of what we're doing and how we're doing it, we're just extremely fortunate. Yep, for sure. Wendy, this is one of those unique moments in our podcast history (laughs) where this is a redo. Yeah. And and this guest deserves the best. That's why we took this long to have her on. (laughs) We tried recording, pulling the curtains back. We tried recording last night. We had all kinds of shenanigans happen. And we we just finally said, you know what? Sarah deserves better. Forget it. We're going to start over. Yep. Definitely. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to let you make the introduction. We'll get started. Yep. We'll jump right in. We've had Sarah on HR Wonder Woman a couple of times. So, so excited to have her on the HR Social Hour. She is a practicing HR professional with nearly 20 years experience in the light industrial and retail industries. She is currently the Chief Excellence Officer at Buzzarooney LLC, where she provides consulting and coaching surrounding inclusive and equitable organizational culture and practical people-centric leadership. She still serves as an active HR practitioner as the group director of HR for a national retail services organization headquartered in Raleigh, North Carolina. She has a bachelor's degree in communication studies with a focus on organizational communication and leadership from the University of Richmond, Go Spiders, as well as a master's degree in human resource management. In 2011, she began blogging under the pen name Buzzarooney, a spin on her childhood nickname, but her blog, The Buzz on HR, is now nine years old and has over 10,000 readers each month. She has created the Black Blogs Matter Challenge, a 28-day writing challenge about the unique hurdles faced by African-Americans and women in the workplace. The challenge has continued as a hashtag movement that keeps driving conversation and sharing about diversity, inclusion, equity, fairness, and belonging. 
And in 2019, as if she didn't have enough going on, she <laughs> launched her own podcast, Leading in Color, where she provides advice and interviews experts about cultivating intentional and positive workplace experiences and environments through the lens of diversity, equity, fairness, and inclusion. When she is not working, Sarah is a wife and a mom with a blended family of five children living outside Durham, North Carolina. She enjoys mindlessly binging reality TV, spending time with friends and family, reading, eating, and sleeping, though I don't know how she has time for that. <laughs> Sarah, so excited to have you on the social hour. So excited to have you here right Yay. now. What are you drinking tonight? What's in your glass? Water. I'm still drinking <laughs> water. It, it's a thing. I um, A couple of weeks ago, you both know this, but you know the listeners don't, but I was having back issues and you know part of that comes from not being fully hydrated. So I've been super diligent about my water intake here lately and and trying to eliminate soda altogether, which is hard for me because I, I like bubbles in my beverages. But I'm doing, you know, small, I'm like measuring out my ounces that I allow myself of soda a day <laughs> in order to make sure that I stay properly hydrated and just keep myself off the bubbles. So Water. Water's in the glass. Sarah, unfortunately, I can't blow Wendy's mind tonight like we did last night when we first recorded. Yeah. You and I have this crazy cosmic connection when it comes to our paths in this wonderful world of HR. How in the world did you get your start in human resources? Yeah, I started my human resources journey in light industrial staffing about 20 years ago in Richmond, I was a recruiting coordinator and then I was a recruiter and then a site manager and then eventually made that transition over into um, HR generalist. And John and I worked for the same staffing agency. We had the same, the same boss hired us. Um, it was a few years apart in different offices, different branch offices of the same staffing company. When I left that company, I was at the branch that you were at. So it must have been something about Laburnum Avenue <laughs> that, that drove the people away. Did not take the job full time because I was not going to wear a suit to work work in factories Light all day long. But I'll never, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget, and I believe you were on Lori Rudiman's show, and you mentioned who one of your first mentors was. And it just blew my mind. Yeah. And I said, holy cow, I cannot believe we have this crazy connection. You know, we always say Richmond's really small. I know the HR community is small, but wow, Richmond's it's small. It's so, so small. <laughs> yeah, it's so small. So. And, and how, how did that path, you know, so you left Richmond and now you're in Raleigh. Kind of talk a little bit about that path to how you got to where you are now. So I spent um, probably the first four or five years of my career in staffing. I was with Remedy Staffing initially. We had a large contract um, at a plant down in Chester, Virginia, and then lost the contract. And I made the decision to stay, you know, with Remedy and to go back into the office and 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 be a recruiter again after being an onsite manager for three years. And I'd, I'd hated it. It just wasn't active enough for me. So I started looking for roles that would, you know, give get me back into that, you know, fast paced on site experience and eventually landed one um with a Procter and Gamble 
company out in Mechanicsville. And I was there for a while. That plant closed. And then I was looking for a job and I found a, I got hired as a HR generalist for a small production um, company out out in Colonial Heights in Virginia. So I'm taking you guys all through Central Virginia now. You know, I was and I was there and then got laid off and ended up working, taking a job as the regional HR coordinator for an automotive retailer in Short Pump. So I was driving from Chester to Short Pump every day. Bananas. Um, At least I was in the opposite of traffic. Um, But yeah, it was bananas because that's like a 40 minute drive, which is unheard of. Sarah, about 10 people that listen to this show are going to appreciate our Richmond, yeah. our Richmond geographic adventure. It's like, a, and that's unheard of. Like that level of commute is just unheard of in the Richmond areas. But while I was working there, I was finishing my master's and I was like, all right, y'all, my master's is, is wrapping up. What are you going to do with me? Because I'm not going to sit here with a whole master's degree and be an HR coordinator. The HR manager at our corporate office in in Raleigh was um, exiting at the time. And they were like, hey, you want to come to Raleigh and be the corporate HR manager? And I was like, sure. And packed up my three, then three-year-olds and one-year-olds and moved on down to Raleigh. And the rest is history. You know, I was there for a couple more years. I moved into my first director's role. And on the practitioner side, I've been in director's roles since then. So eight, creeping up on 10 years in, in that leading, um, you know, head of HR kind of seat for moved out of automotive retail. I was in a quick service restaurant for a while, and then I was in home security. And now I'm doing retail services um, as the group director of HR. So we've got five divisions and I sit over the HR function for all of that, in addition to running my own consultants business and a family of five (laughs) with five kids. Right. So yeah, just a little bit. Podcasting. We love talking with other podcasters, so we need to talk about yours. Um, So you've been doing it um, about a year or so. Mm -hmm. Um, So what prompted you to start it and where have you kind of been the trajectory of it? Where do you think you want to go? All of that fun stuff. I started leading in color in March of 2019, initially after doing Black Blogs Matter for a couple of years, I was starting to find other podcasters who were talking about being Black and in the workplace. Um, A lot of it was from the perspective of like career advice and um, how to navigate, you know, those kinds of spaces. But once and but there there wasn't really anything talking about talking to employers about how to make their workplaces more inclusive, how to work within your organization to implement, you know, anti-supremacy, anti-racist policies. And I saw that as a need. And so I created this podcast to talk about creating inclusive workplaces through 
specifically the diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging lens, and also, you know, having social consciousness be a part of what the organization is about, because I think the organizations that are leading and doing really innovative, forward-thinking, future-of-work type of work are the ones that are strong at having good DEI programming and a good balance of social consciousness. So I really wanted to have something that, that would give that voice into the space because I felt like it was missing. I like that you focus on on the employers, the employee, employer side. It widens your audience a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but I also think that that, that was missing. And, and how do you do it? How do you do it right? How do you have those conversations? Because none of us are doing it well. Mm-hmm. Very, very few are doing it well. So any advice out there, I think, is, is awesome. So I'm, I'm glad yeah. that you're out there and sharing. Thank you. And the reality is there's still so much burden on the person who has been harmed, be it, you know, if you're at work and and something, someone says something offensive to you, or if you apply for a promotion and you're not selected and you feel as though it's for reasons beyond, you know, your performance, all the burden is on you to notify someone, to you know, have some idea in your head of how you want that to be corrected. How backwards is that? You know, if I'm the person who was harmed, then it's on the organization to know what to do with me. And yet we still, you know, place this burden on onto the people who were harmed. And so I wanted to, to start to look at that more closely and show organizations how to remove that burden um, and, and place it where it really belongs because the power in that structure lies with the organization, with the supervisor, with whoever that you know person is, and not with the offended party. And so it was just important to me to to talk about that more openly and directly and give organizations framework and advice and and support tools so that they don't get to those places as readily. If if we're building our cultures, you know, and defining our values on the front end, then the likelihood that we're going to have these severe issues on the back end goes way, way down. So the more intentionality that you can put around creating an inclusive and equitable work environment, the less likely you're going to have, you know, really horrible workplace culture and really horrible experiences for your employees on the back end. So I I just wanted to flip that script a little bit. Let's talk a little bit further about some of the, you talk about flipping the script, you know, one of the ways that you're able to do that is by speaking on a lot of different topics Mm -hmm. of interest to you beyond DNI, mental wellness investigations. I know you're even doing some things about COVID-19 and return to work now. It's really, really hard. We, I mean, we all know it. The combined amount of experience on this call, we're talking like 60 years of experience doing mm-hmm. this stuff in, in a lot of different industries and jobs and what have you. But it's hard to stay on top of it, mm-hmm. even, even with a day job. How do you go about deciding what topics that you want to spend that extra time to focus on and, and decide to speak about? I try to be intentional about 
what's happening in my social network. Um, I, you know, people who follow or who know me and follow me, you know, are like, oh, she's on Twitter all the time. Yeah, I am. But a lot of it is very intentional. Like I create lists of people that I want to follow and and accounts that I want to keep up on, hashtags that are important, you know, to see what's the chatter, you know, and then I start to think about like what's missing from this conversation because I don't want to just add more, I don't want to, you know, noise into the existing conversation. I want to approach it from a perspective that we haven't talked about yet. When I started my blog, I spent four months before I launched my blog playing around on Twitter and playing around on LinkedIn and Facebook and trying and seeing who else was out there in the space, what were they saying and what wasn't being said. And what I found was that, you know, there were not Um, very many practitioners of color. There was a lot of recruiter talk. There was a lot of career advice and, and development advice. But in terms of, you know, the HR folks who work a desk, there weren't a lot of, of us period talking, um, in the space in that time nine years ago. And there definitely were not very many people of color and even fewer Black people and even fewer Black women. And I'm like, all right, that's my niche. That's my audience. That's what I need to be hitting. And I just went at it hard and steady. I did the same thing in creating the Black Blogs Matter Challenge and the same thing in creating my podcast. Like I just try to look for the spaces where we need more conversation and we need more focused conversation and start talking there. And so with the series I'm doing now, um, Reopening After Rona, is my first crossover series where I'm addressing it on both the blog and the podcast. So I have a blog one week, podcast the next, and you know that ends up being the rotation. But I started that in May as I was seeing a lot of information being shared about, you know, what we're going to do to reopen after everybody has been at home. And I'm like, first of all, like, we haven't even really talked about effective working at home. So I wrote some articles about that, did some freebies um, to help people with working at home and managing those tasks. And and then I talked a lot about like, what does reopening the workplace look like and built a checklist to help practitioners to be in a position because everybody's looking at HR right now to, to, to tell them what to do. And then I also, you know, really wanted to focus on the trauma of COVID-19 and the impact that this is going to have on people and on workplaces long-term. And so the employers are taking some active steps to prepare for that beyond just telling people to call the EAP. I wanted to make sure that all of that got covered. So I made a series that would would tackle those things because I felt like that's what was missing. And I'm wrapping that up. I've got two episodes with the podcast left to go. So that'll end in, at the end of, of June. And then I'll dive straight into preparing for my first solo HR conference style event that I'm working on for the fall. 
which is the best segue ever. <laughs> Even though I have like, it's like, oh, we could talk, we could talk, oh, we could talk forever and, and, and go down different roads. But I do, we do really want to spend some time uh, on your HROI summit. I have like mm-hmm. double checking my letters to make sure I got them right. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about the summit and then what are your hopes for it? What are you, um, who are you targeting? All of that. Tell us about it because we're, we're super excited. I'm super excited. So HROI stands for Human Return on Investment. I think that HR catches a lot of flack for not bringing enough ROI to organizations. So um, I wanted to flip, you know, and, and riff on that as a concept. Um, we also catch a lot of flack about our continuing ed events. We get budget to attend conferences and those sorts of things, but our organizations start to kind of chastise us because we, they don't see the ROI. Um, And you both know, you know, how expensive some of these events can be. And you go, you're out of the office two or three days, you go to the expo hall, you know, and, and to see these keynotes and all these concurrent events, you know, you're taking pictures, you're doing all those things. And, you know, and in some cases, it's like, this looks like one big party. But what is what is this bringing back to the organization? And after myself, you know, attending events, and in a lot of cases, just not feeling like the content was hitting the practitioner where it needed to hit, and giving them the support that they needed once they left that conference to be successful, I decided I was going to create something that would fill that void. The HROI Summit is going to be October 8th and 9th. Um, It's two days, two workshops. So there'll be um, four hours apiece. My community is still voting on what the final workshops will be. I have a email subscriber list of about 2,2500 folks and sent a survey out to them with some options for the workshops because I really want this to be about the practitioner and what they feel like in this moment they need to be taught, you know, and that they need help with with walking through and getting to success. I'm looking at, you know, peeking at what the survey is doing. I'm thinking that it's going to be something surrounding pay equity and anti-racism, but they could surprise me, you know, and take a turn and decide to do something else. But in the workshop, I am going to lead the workshops and work with the attendees on how to accomplish this. If you've never done a pay equity audit or you've never put together a proposal for how to address pay inequities within your organization, I am going to show you how to do it. And when the workshop is over, we are going to have group coaching calls for you to log on with me and another group and the, the group of folks who attended the session with you and talk through, you know, the challenges that you have when you go back into your workplace and you're trying to implement and complete the thing it is that you learned in this workshop. I'm hoping that it's going to be successful 
And when it is, I plan to do them several times a year on different subjects and eventually with different session leaders and coaches. Um, But I got to start somewhere. So I'm starting with me and really, really looking forward to to doing that. Um, Tickets are going to go on sale in July and I will make sure to have links for, for that for all of you all. So you can include it in the show notes and people who come to the show after the fact can come back, you know, can can come back and can join and hopefully register and, and become a part of the HROI Summit. I love what you're doing. I love the follow-up piece of it. I think that where most of us struggle because yeah, you, you want to bring something back, you want to share it and you want to make sure that it's worthwhile. So having that that coaching to help people do that. Here's how you bring it back. Here's how you can make things implement and move thing, move it forward. Move it forward within, yeah, within your organization, because that's the piece that always overwhelms me. And in talking with other HR practitioners and, and folks attending conferences, that's the thing that's overwhelming to most of us. Like I go, come back from this conference, I have all this information, um, I've gotten all this these contacts and I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I figure out how to get started and then I encounter pushback, you know, from my leadership or I find difficulty getting, you know, buy in from others or support in, in some kind of way and I'm stuck. And that speaker has moved on to the other thing and they're, you know, they either don't have time, don't have bandwidth or just refuse to, mm-hmm. you know, give me advice and guidance on that and for free, <laughs> you know. A right, lot of right, right. And so let's skip all of that and let's build that in to the model of how we're going to handle these workshops so that you already know when you leave out of here, you're going to have all the tools, but you're also going to have the opportunity to come back to the group and talk through it so that when you get to your desk and you're looking at it with your own data and not this, you know, test data that we're using in the workshop, look at your own data. It's like, how do I do this again? I got you. We're, we're here, you know, as a community, as a small group to help you do this. Or, you know, I've, I've, I'm trying to get on my boss's calendar or my boss has said that they don't like this piece, this piece and this piece in my proposal. What do I do? We got you, you know, and, and that's really what we need um, to keep moving our workplaces forward and to keep moving our profession forward. And that's what I want HROI Summit to bring. And I'm, you know, just super excited to be doing it. It's also like super scary, you know, to be um, <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. It's also super scary because I'm like, I, you know, I don't know if people are going to like this. I don't know if they're going to want to pay for this. I don't know, you know, if it's going to be successful in the way that I envision it. But when I explain the concept to people, everybody goes, yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm on to something. And I just have to trust that vision and keep moving forward um, because I've been doing this long enough and, and paying attention, you know, to what's happening in the market to know, you know, what's missing and how I can, can fill that need. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. When the going gets tough, everyone depends on HR. Who do you depend on? Meet Paycor. 
Paycor builds HR and payroll software for leaders of medium-sized businesses, and we've been doing it for 30 years. So in challenging times, we're here to help you prepare with real-time insights, plan with actionable data, respond with the help of HR experts, and recover quickly. Paycor builds HR software for leaders who want to make a difference. Learn more at paycor.com slash leaders. All right, we are back. Sarah, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, which is the half-hour question connection. Um, but now you're on the regular one, so it's not the special girl's version. <laughs> what career did you dream of having when you were a child? I wanted to be a teacher when I was young, like super young, like under 10. And then when I got to high school age, I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I was in, I was in my, I was in debate and I was a, I always brag about how I was a mock trial champion in high school. And then I interned for a summer at the attorney general's office and I was like, oh, hell no, I can't do this. (laughs) So I landed in HR and the rest is history. But yeah, um, started out as a teacher and then a lawyer. And now I feel like I'm a little bit of, it's like a little bit of both without all the extra degrees and such. Sarah, who's one person you've gained in a network in the last year that you think more people should know? Zach Nunn from the Living Corporate podcast and livingcorporate.com. He's been in human resources I want to say 15, creeping up on 20 years. He's such a smart HR pro and such a consistent content producer over at Living Corporate. Um, and he's an, an amazing person. And I, I love the work that he's doing and the way that his community is growing and how singularly focused he is surrounding making workplaces psychologically safe for people of color. He's an amazing dude. So yeah, that's the homie. And I definitely say connect, connect with him and follow, follow what he's doing. What advice would you give to a student that says they're interested in pursuing an HR degree? So funny thing I have um, at, at the day job, we have summer interns who are with us right now. They started last week and I was doing something with their paper onboarding paperwork today. I think I had to sign something or whatever and seeing that they were born in like 99 and 2000. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so old. But what I would, I'll tell you guys what I tell them. Internships are essential. You need to, to at some point find a way to get a real feel for what HR is and what we do. It is neither like all the time glorious and it's not all the time doldrum. We get a lot of, we deal with a lot of like complex stuff. People are not easy. There are so many people who are like, I like people. I want to help people. I want to train people and help them be their best self. And it's like, yeah, that's not totally what HR looks like. And it you got to love all the parts of it, especially starting out in your career. So yeah, get an internship. Get one that's going to give you exposure to a lot of different areas of HR and, and make sure that you really understand what it is and that you that you really can commit to that. 
because otherwise the, the profession itself will frustrate you and churn you out pretty quick. Sarah, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? I get frustrated because I don't have as much time as I'd like to volunteer for anything anymore between work and my business and my home. So I feel like my content is like my ministry, like my way of giving back. The content that I produce is right now the best that I can give back to my community to, you know, help continue to advance our profession. Sarah, what's your favorite movie? I have so many. This was hard. Um, But all time, I have to say The Outsiders. Um, I've seen it several hundred times. I could recite it from start to finish, including Stevie Wonder singing at the start and the finish. Like, Like, yeah, the score... The everybody's lines, the inflect, like I've memorized that movie. It It is just, and it's timeless. Pony Boy Curtis for L, The Outsiders, definitely. How about your favorite musician or band? All of this is so tough because I, <laughs> I, I know, like I can I, I listen to a lot of, I've really been in my, my gospel music bag lately. So I'm going to say Fred Hammond is my favorite because he is definitely like my go-to favorite gospel artist and I've, so I've been and I've been listening to a lot of my my Fred albums and my playlist lately and Mary Mary uh, is the other one I've been listening to a lot so I'll, I'll I'll choose those how about a favorite TV show how much time do we have I watch a lot <laughs> I watch so much TV and everybody's like how do you do that you know but um like I schedule time for television TV and and I remember going to a session one time and them saying, you know, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you'll never be able to watch television again. And I was like, I rebuke that. Like, I, <laughs> I can't like network TV, cable TV, all the streaming services. Yeah. I, I make time to watch television. I, I love, I love it. So yeah, I watch a lot of TV. So right now I'm enjoying that show Council of Dads on NBC. It started in late April and is about a a father who had cancer. He passes away and he asks three of his friends to serve as the council of deaths to help his wife. And they're, they either have four or five kids to, you know, continue to, he had a business. And so they're like, she's going to need help. She's going to need help with all these kids. She's going to need help running the business. I want you to be. And so now he's passed away and they're navigating, you know, life without him and she's grieving. The kids are growing. So it's, it's a really interesting and it's a definite snot slinger. It's like, this is us and um, this is us. And what's the show on ABC, A Million Little Things? Like, This Is Us and A Million Little Things had a TV show, Baby. Um, and it's so, it, but it's so sweet. Get your tissues, binge it. It's a good show. And then the last season of 13 Reasons Why is on Netflix. And I intend to binge that over 4th of July weekend in between watching Hamilton on Disney Plus. <laughs> so, oh my God. we have to have a watch party for that. Absolutely, have we to have, have to have a watch party. party. I'm, I'm so excited. I've yeah. stopped listening to the soundtrack so that I can be like fully ready and immersed for yes. 
when dun, 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 dun. like I can't wait. It's going to be so great. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Sarah, I love the fact you're all over the place. Yeah. I love it. Between the outsiders and gospel music. Gospel music. And the Council of Dads. Yes, I've, exactly. I've not even heard of that show. Such an eclectic mix. But I love Snot Slinger, too. That's a, <laughs> that's up there with Slobber Knockers. Yes. Wrestling. That's a great... I'm going to start using that. Yeah. If oh, I may. my gosh. When you're not watching the outsiders or listening to gospel or watching these shows, we talked a little bit in your bio about it. What else do you like to do outside of work? I rest. I do. I have to be so intentional about that because the way my life is set up, if I don't schedule time for downtime, I won't ever get it. And I, and everything else to me is work, right? So my job, my business, a lot of the reading that I do is for some greater purpose that feeds back, you know, into those, either I'm trying to develop myself or I'm preparing myself to develop other people, or I'm trying to learn about something so that I can teach it to other people like that's when I'm reading and and consuming that way, like that's what it's for. When I'm not doing all of that and I'm not doing something with my family, it's like I'm on the couch and I'm just, you know, yeah, I'm just resting and finding whatever mindless, trashy reality TV show. (laughs) I've seen them all. Um, Whatever mindless TV show that I can just escape into for a little bit. Love it. Finally, Sarah. It is Sarah Morgan Day all around the world. Yeah, it is. What? What are we going to celebrate? People are, I hope they're sleeping. I hope they're sleeping in really late because I'm not a morning person. I keep trying. It re- it just doesn't work for me. I haven't found, I haven't found that um, yet. They definitely should be watching Law and Order, the original, <laughs> preferably seasons five to 10, because I think that those were the best years. And having watched all 24 seasons, I feel like I can say that with authority. Wow. And they're eating all the sweets without any of the unhealthy (laughs) side effects and impacts. That's what we're doing on Sarah Morgan Day, most definitely. I love it. I love it. I'm there. Sarah, I have found your next thing to do. (gasps) What is it? If you have honest to goodness watched 24 seasons of Law & Order, you, my friend, have another podcast in you. Oh, I absolutely do. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I have, like, you, yeah. I could definitely... Break I and here's a here's an interesting thing. I have a I'm doing a workshop at Delaware Sherm in November and they're they've announced that they're switching to virtual. So I'll make sure to get once the registration for the virtual event reopens, I will make sure to share all of that. But I am doing a workshop on investigating employee relations issues using techniques that I learned watching 24 seasons of Law and Order. So it's going to be awesome. And I encourage every I encourage everybody to, to join me because you haven't lived until you've learned investigation techniques from Lenny Briscoe. It's the oh truth. We're done. I don't that, know what else we can say. We're going to... You're using the music off. though, right? There's going to be a little thun-thun <laughs> at the beginning of your, your presentation. <laughs> Oh yeah, the chung chungs are gonna be yeah. The chung chungs are absolutely gonna be in the presentation. Absolutely has. Sarah, make sure 
make sure you get this far in the show. They will be in here too. Yes. yes. They will be in here too. Yay. <laughs> Listen, it, as we told you last night on take one, it took us this long to get you because we had to perfect our game. I think we're there. <laughs> this was so much fun. I know most of our listeners probably do know you and are already connected, but those that aren't, and now they've heard you and the awesomeness that you are. What's the best way for them to reach out there? BuzzaroonyLLC.com is my website, and it has the connections to my blog, my podcast, um, all my social medias. The If you're looking for me specifically on social media, I am the buzz on HR everywhere. So Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, I'm the buzz on HR everywhere. I try to keep that good brand continuity, make things simple for people. So yes, that's how you connect with me. And thank you guys so much for for having me. I really appreciate this. We will have it all in the show notes for sure. And Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for listeners to find you? Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the second and fourth Sundays of each month, you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat, which, you know what? We actually had Sarah part- as a Twitter I chat. Yeah, so earlier this year. You've done it all. I've done, done it, it all. all. Yay. <laughs> how about you, John? Once again, we want to thank Paycor for thank sponsoring you, Paycor. this month. Thank you, Paycor. We talked extensively. For those of you still listening, we talked extensively <laughs> at the open about all the things going on. Yep. Come to the chat. Come to our screening of a special Zoom recording. Come to the webinar that we're doing with Paycor, with Jennifer McClure, with Joey Price. Again, Paycor, you're awesome. And thank you so much for doing it yep. and being part of our sponsor family. But as for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman. For the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. I always ask you to listen, rate, review, and share. Do me a favor. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to the show. Whatever platform you're on, hit the subscribe button. So every Thursday, you're going to get a new show. Every new episode that comes out, every special episode that comes out, it's going to hit your player. We'd appreciate it. International listeners, contact us. We have goodies. Yes, please do. Sarah, thanks for being with us. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs>